0: Welcome to Buzz with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history and drinking. Hey there beer fans, welcome to this week's episode of Buzz with Brian. We have yet another brewery special. That's right. I am so honored to be sitting in Starkweather Brewery's Tap Room. We are on the east side of Madison, Wisconsin, my hometown. And I am joined by Peter Schroeder. He is the owner and brewmaster of Starkweather. Peter?
1: Thank you for having me or doing this conversation with me, Brian, and welcome to our, our little facility. Um so yeah i'm I'm the brewer and owner i was the brewer previously at one barrel just down the road from here Mm -hmm. but i knew that the people from next door brewing company were interested in possibly selling so my partners and i talked to them for a while and in august in august last year 2021 is when they um, concluded that we were going to be purchasing it from them and then of course we had some work to do but since february 2nd of this year we've been open Okay. Uh, first we did quite some collaborations, but now all the beer that's flowing here is made by your Trubben.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm really looking forward to trying a beer two of yours today. What What do you think, uh, what's in mind? What do you have for us?
1: I truly like myself the Leg Loop. So Leg Loop is a very easy 4.7 uh, cream ale. Okay. Um, I'm normally a hophead or something in the sour, but that, that cream ale is just doing it for me Absolutely. now that the weather is finally getting a little warmer in the medicine area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very easy drinker and just, yeah, a great sipper. It's going to be a staple, so it will be around probably all year. I mean, that's what we're aiming for. Excellent. Um, another exciting beer that we're going to bring out probably this weekend or otherwise next week is a uh, Sweet Heat. Okay. So Sweet Heat was a beer that we did in collaboration with Nextdoor when we opened, and that was a plum version. Yes. Um, it's basically a Kosen, so a German-style beer with coriander and sea salt. Mm-hmm. Then we added plum to it and some scorpion pepper. That was the original one. I just cacked early this week the next version, which is a pineapple version. Oh, very it's fun. it's 4.7. Um, a little sourish, but that's what a coaster should be. Mm-hmm. And then that's a little bit of pepper coming in the back of your throat. It's, it doesn't linger. It just gives you a the, like, the little tinge like, oh, there it is. And then <laughs> you're good to go. Love it. Cool. And also 4.7. So Another- just by any luck, they're both the same ABV, but yeah, very different.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to trying both of those later in the show. Let's, let's get on to it. Okay. Okay. Peter, thank you again for having me in your tap room today. I, I, I can't express how excited I am to sit down and talk to yet another you know great brewmaster and owner of a brewery. <laughs> um, but tell me, let's start off with just what's your what's been your journey with beer and how did you end up where you are now?
1: So my wife bought me in a homebrew kit, as many brewers started that way, mm-hmm. uh, about 12, 13 years ago for Father's Day. And I looked at it, and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this, honey? There's beer everywhere. I'm not going to wait six weeks to see what I'm accomplishing here. And she said, no, you need a hobby. So that's how we started. <laughs> and I did the first three beers with her. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a Scotch Ale, a Belgian, something Belgian. I can't remember if it was a single okay. or something like that. And then an IPA. Okay. And after those three, I was like, I think I got this. And then I just started creating my own extract kit. So yeah. it was still all extract. And then uh, Brewing Crow is, was one of the homebrew stores here. I used to go to wine and hop shop and Brewing Crow here in Madison. Um, and Brewing Crow was going to a new facility and they were selling their homebrew setup at their store. And I bought that one. And the next day I bought a an, um, freezer and turned it into a keyser. And I went basically from bottle conditioning, extract kits to full grain and kegging my stuff. Okay. And yeah, from there on on just kept growing and growing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I came, came into it. And Very I love cool. it. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah.
0: How big was that, like one of your first systems that you're brewing on? How big were the, were the it was, batches? It was
1: five gallons. Five gallons? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's always been five gallons at home. Even now, I still have a five gallon setup at home, even though I don't brew so much at home because mm-hmm. if you brew three times commercially in a week, you're kind of done at the end <laughs> of the week. But. <laughs> That's fair.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything that uh, I guess has transitioned from your homebrewing days to something you've, you know, you've brewed over and over and over again? Do you have any kind of staple homebrew recipe? Um, I.
1: Probably the, the closest one would be Andrei the Giant, which is a barley wine made with rye. I'm a big okay. fan of rye in, in a lot of beers. Um, actually, I'm brewing an, a cold IPA tomorrow with rye in it. Ah, so sure. I, I always like to put a little bit of rye in it. I just love how that grain talks to you, basically. Mm. So Andrei the Giant has been a beer that I've been making quite a few times. And that's a barley wine at about 95 to
0: 10%. Awesome. Well, looking forward to when that comes out. So, from homebrewing days to you know the owner of this business that we're sitting in now, how did we get here? How did you? Uh, when did the idea for Starkweather really start to formulate?
1: So, my dear friends at Mobcraft, uh, Henry uh, Schwartz, um, they probably your your listeners know about this they have the online voting system so yes. you mm-hmm. can put in a recipe people will vote for it if you get the most votes it will be brewed mm-hmm. and that's what i did back in 2014 uh was mr t it was an amber ale infused with black tea oh nice and i won that one and we mm-hmm. made it and there was still one macrath was here on the east side uh, working out of house of bruce uh, yep. page Buchanan's uh, place and um that kind of planted the seed like hey people seem to enjoy what i'm doing at least that's what i thought <laughs> and from there on it kind of kept growing mm-hmm. uh, then i won two more times with mobcraft i won some competitions mm-hmm. uh, at one point there was droids attack beers droids attack is a heavy metal band here in Madison. okay my good friend brett Fenn is the singer of it but he wanted to start his own beer yeah chris welch at uh, trixies introduced us okay and we did i think three or four beers together that were commercially released into the market uh, basically proper medicine and we did some in in milwaukee okay. were you um, still
0: brewing out of the house of brews facility for yeah. that commercial so, well, we did
1: okay. uh i think two or three of them at house of brews one we did at ill asylum oh, uh, okay. One with Deadbird, but Deadbird. birds uh, so nick was at that point still at uh, house of brews mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of how we matured those beers and that was a lot of fun so that kind of got me more track record and then Early 2018, I'm guessing, is when uh, Matt Gertz, um, he used to work at Brewing Crow, but then he was the brewer at One Barrel. Okay. And he said, I'm going to open my own brewery, Adventure Club Brewing, up in Bayfield, all the way up north.
0: Oh, nice. And he yeah. says,
1: would you like to take over my job? I'm like, yeah, but do you think we might need to talk to Peter Gentry because he owns the business? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we started talking and uh, yeah, that's how I started working at One Barrel. Then that's where I met uh, Tom Gosey, Tom McFerry and Michael Cronister. They were regulars at One Barrel. Okay. And when I left One Barrel, it was because of the Covid, there was just not much going on. Mm -hmm. Um, We started talking, shall we start our own brewery? And that's kind of how we started the conversations, looked at different facilities, but of course, due to Covid, no building materials, no Mm -hmm. contractors available. So we started uh, looking in other options, and I had spoken to the Dieter family who owned uh, Next Door Brewing, and I knew they wanted to sell, but at one point they wanted to sell with their name, and we wanted to start something for ourselves. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in August uh, last year, they they said, "Okay, we're we're ready ready to sell," and that's when we picked it up basically and started our mm-hmm. own uh, little dream.
0: Okay, and and for context for the audience here, Starkweather is a newer brewery on the east side here. Uh, they've only been open since February, and obviously made the purchase uh, late of last year, 2021. So I think with that, uh, you know, I think that's really special that you were able to create this own project for yourself and build the name. And speaking of that, where does the name come from? Tell our audience about that.
1: So Starkweather Brewing Company is on 2439 Edwood Avenue, and that street is part of the Sassy neighborhood, as it's called. And the Sassy mm-hmm. neighborhood is Shank, Edwood. Um, Starkweather and Yahara. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's a combination of those four neighborhoods, yep. and that's how we came up with the name. Uh, there is a Greek going through here. There used to be, I think, in the 1800s, there was an. Um, General of some kind that created the Starkweather Bridge, which is a very small bridge, but oh. that's kind of how it all came together.
0: That's fun. I didn't
1: know. That. And just for the listeners that come and Google it, we are in no way affiliated with the mass murderer from Nebraska because his name is also Starkweather. We have nothing with the general. Okay.
0: Well, I'm glad we had that out on the table. <laughs> they just brew beer here, folks. They, exactly. don't, they don't kill people. Nope. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, what does the Starkweather name, I guess, mean to you? Like, why was it something that you wanted? What was, You know, that's a name that's out on the front of the building. What, Why is that important to you?
1: We want to be part of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know that this whole neighborhood, if you go down Edwards, you'll see a lot of little stores that are all affiliated somehow with the neighborhood. The coffee shops, even the tattoo shops, uh, the, the restaurants that we have, the Ohio, uh, even Klasnickel, well, even though that's a chain, it's it's part mm-hmm. of the neighborhood. And we want to be part of the neighborhood too. So choosing a name like this, it works very, very well for the neighborhood, the local because we kind of used the the circling S from Starkweather Creek right. as our loco. So everything mm-hmm. just fell together when we came up with this name.
0: I think that's awesome. I really appreciate any person that wants to be embedded in the community and, and you know feel like a member of it. Yep. Um, and speaking of the community, what are some things that you know you've only been open for a handful of months here? You're you know you have your eyes set, I'm sure, on your one year anniversary down the road. Um, What are some things that you want to continue to do uh, in the community and around Starkweather Brewery?
1: We we want to make sure that uh, everybody in the community can come to our place and feel welcomed. Mm -hmm. Um, We're we're not going to be leaning one way or another. Mm -hmm. You want a beer? You want to chat? You want to come in? I mean, we're here for you. Uh, We want to make sure that the neighbors are are happy with what we're doing here, so we don't want to have drunk people coming out on a Saturday night at midnight and screaming down the road. I mean, Mm -hmm. those are things that we're going to be very careful about. We're thinking of maybe doing a grand opening mid-july oh okay so we're kind of planning that and that will then from there on be our anniversary basically okay so then it's nice and warm again we're in Wisconsin so it could still be snowing end of May so that's why <laughs> sure. we're not there <laughs> yeah so um, that's that's kind of where we want to be uh, also with our food choices we just mm-hmm. opened our kitchen last week uh, we have some appetizers now we, we have some vegan dishes available because again mm-hmm. we want to make sure that everybody can come in here have a good beer and, drink some, and have some good food.
0: Excellent. Well, I think that's very exciting with the idea of the grand opening because that will be kind of pretty close to when this episode should release out to the public. So Perfect. Perfect. Keep your eyes out for that, folks, when this episode comes out. Um, thank you so much for all that you had to share there. And I think we'll move on to our next segment. Perfect. Thank you. All right, Peter. So as we've been sitting in this space, I've really you know, been looking around quite a bit and getting a good sense of this brewery and tap room, and I, I want to ask you to give our audience at home that's listening to this, and maybe they haven't been to Starkweather before, or maybe they weren't here when it was called Next Door. What to expect as a first-time patron coming walking through the doors of Starkweather Brewery?
1: So uh, yeah, as mentioned, we we are on 2439 Edwood, Uh, we got our own parking, which is very unique in this neighborhood, because you don't see it everywhere, (laughs) Uh, but during the summertime on the west side of our building, we will block it off, so we're very close to be doing that, and then we Mm -hmm. will have a nice outdoor seating, so people with their dogs can come and sit outside. Mm -hmm. We have a permanent patio that can seat approximately 15 to 20 people, Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, then indoor we have uh, room for 99 people. Uh, we got a little private room that's basically where we are sitting now Mm -hmm. Um, people can do events here Um, if anybody's interested you can send an email to events at Mm starkweatherbrewing.com and then we will follow up with you with uh, all kinds of sizes of groups whatever you feel like Uh, my office is the the brew house of course and that's a three barrel brew house. So I do three barrel batches, but I have the um, possibility to do three barrel fermenters and six barrel fermenters, and then we got our bright tanks and everything combined. Okay. So yeah, um, for the lines, we currently have a tap tower that holds a total, if we fill them all up, 17 lines. Wow, all right. But we're gonna get a new tap tower in the near future that's gonna be more focused to us. We might have some less uh, amount of lines, but then we will be able to, to serve what we really want to be serving but Absolutely. right now sometimes you just mm-hmm. have to fill up the lines we want to make sure that that is all all what we want to do okay um so yeah that's that's kind of our, our neck of the woods here
0: nice um and then you've already mentioned the food piece a little bit and it mm-hmm. sounds like you're you know you have a limited offering now but you're looking to expand could you just touch base a little bit more on the, the kitchen piece and the that yeah. food side
1: so our kitchen opened uh early june uh, Steve Le Pen, a good friend of mine He's our chef And we started with just 4 appetizers And slowly we will extend it to probably 10 appetizers in total Okay. And just kind of naturally let it grow itself Mm -hmm. Um, and again there will be there will be food for everybody there will be vegan dishes there will be vegetarian dishes Mm -hmm. there will be maybe burgers at one point I love that Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah just easy food if you come in with 10 people and everybody wants something to eat you order 5 appetizers and everybody can grab something I mean that's kind of the the idea that we're going to establish here
0: perfect Um, And then I know on your social media page you've been posting about, you know, the weekly trivia and events like that. What are some things that you're, aside from drinking beer, just having, you know, good, candid conversation with the workers or another patron? Um, what are some things that uh, someone can come to expect to do while they're here at Starkweather?
1: So we're open Tuesday through Sunday, and on Tuesdays, um, mm. I'm the bartender, says the Fool. Okay. So yeah. I will be standing behind a bar, normally from about 4 to 7, and then patrons can come in and talk to the brewer and just hang out with me for a bit.
0: So I think that's so great. That's awesome. I, well, I like to do that too. Just yeah. just to get a feel, mm. a
1: feeling from what people expect or what what's mm, maybe wrong. I haven't heard anything yet, so maybe it's okay. Uh, then in, on on Wednesdays, indeed, we have the Trivia. Oh, sorry. Also on Tuesdays, uh, we're starting to incorporate some other stuff. We're looking in maybe doing the Euchre Night. Oh,
0: fun. Um, yeah. Wisconsinites will love that. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe
1: Sheepset. That's my kind of game. So, mm-hmm. And um, I have to think now, but I think somewhere in July, we're doing Sip and Paint. So it's kind of like the Wine and Paint. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we do it for, of course, you can drink some beers. Otherwise, yeah. Wednesday, we have Trivia. On Thursday nights, we have um, the Moklop. Okay. Um mm-hmm. night basically. So if you're part of our muck club, you come in, your first bear will, will be on us. Mm-hmm. And that's in the big mug that we have. Mm-hmm. We sold them all out, so that's good. But if you're interested, you can come on the waiting list and For the when we renew it next year, then awesome. you might be on there. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday people are having their weekend so they should come in because they are happy. And <laughs> we don't we don't do anything special at that point, but yeah, that's kind of the ballpark. And again, uh, two of my partners are bike riders so we do something Mm -hmm. with the biking community we work with the other breweries because we're one of the six breweries basically within a mile here so we're Again, mm-hmm. we're community-focused, but also want to make sure that, of course, our business grows.
0: Absolutely. So. I think one of the things I saw, and I think the rain got in the way of it, though, but recently you tried to do a bike ride back and forth from here to Delta Beer Lab. Correct. Yeah. That uh, unfortunately, it was canceled. Yeah. Is but, there any plan to maybe yeah. try it again? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. There will be that will be other things coming up for sure. I mean, uh, that's that's our whole focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make make sure you're diverse enough. I mean, that's, that's awesome. kind of what you need to be doing.
0: Well, as an avid biker myself, I uh, look forward to potentially another bike-to-bike brew to brew event because I will I will sign up for it so I'm here for that Um, and then speaking of beer uh, I'm getting a little thirsty here and the beers that you mentioned that we're going to feature today uh, sound pretty good you ready to get into those absolutely awesome all right so Peter thank you so much you were very kind to pour me a whole flight sitting in front of me right now you're more than welcome the first the first brew that we'll talk about, though, and I think you still have a little bit of it in your mug as well, is your Lake Loop, the cream what? ale that you mentioned earlier. What can you tell us about this beer before we get into the, uh, the taste?
1: Uh, so, cream ale by itself, of course, is, is very easy drinking. I mean, that's, that's the kind of style. It uh, has a lot of flaked corn in it, which makes it a mm-hmm. little creamier. Uh, this one is 4.7, it has a nice little lemon touch to it. I used all traditional German noble hops. Okay. And I used an uh, Lutra yeast, which is a quai yeast and it's a dry yeast. But I found that it just rips to the sugars and just gives a very clean, nice drinking, sure. drinking beer.
0: Okay. And then I think recently I saw um, this is a recent renamed beer from your. Yeah. So when we product.
1: started, it was another collaboration that we did with uh, Next Door Brewing Company. It was called Easy Street. But then we figured out, I mean, again, like we want to be forward with with outdoor and biking and all that fun stuff. This is the kind of beer you say, okay, I'm going to have a leg loop. I'm going to do a leg loop and I'm having another leg loop. So it's it's that kind of beer that you, it's, it's a first quenzer, it's accessible to everybody from, from people that don't like hops but even if you like a little bit of hops it's just a very easy drinking beer Absolutely. Uh, as soon as the summer gets around and we have our patio open I think this will be a big seller that people are just sitting outside and hey, let's have another lick
0: okay um, and then when I put my nose to this on the aroma I feel like I get a more malt forward beer mm-hmm. I have that backbone that kind of comes through and I agree that there's a little bit of that lemon that kind of shines through so I'm going to get into this first sip right. and we'll, we'll see how it goes hmm it's just so pleasant <laughs> it's, it's so easy it's drinking so pleasant, it's, yeah. Yeah. and
1: again I'm I'm not, a, I'm not normally a big fan myself of, of cream meals but this is mm-hmm. just one that, that hits it right where it should be mm-hmm. uh, and like you said the maltiness again it, it has the corn in it which, which just gives that creaminess to it but otherwise it's all Pilsner uh, malt that I used in there it's mm-hmm. a simple crane bill but it's, it's beautiful to make and that's why I'm very happy that it came out this way it's agree. going to be a staple. I mean, that's. Uh...
0: It's it's got a it's got a silky, creamy texture to it. Um, it has a very clean finish, a very like crisp finish. Um, I think overall, the Lake Loop name is very appropriate. For those who don't know, the Lake Loop in Madison is around Lake Monona It's um, about a thirteen or fifteen something mile loop, like like something yeah. like that. Easy to go on a bike. And, uh, fit, you know, we're right along pretty much Lake Loop here at Starkweather and this would be a great starting or finishing or both at we're point, both, exactly, exactly <laughs> as you said. So I'm going to continue to enjoy this one. and I, it, This is fantastic, Peter. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I've been working my way through this flight here and thank you again. Here. This has been tremendous for me to, to have a flight hand-in-hand hand with a brewer and talk about the beers. The last beer here on the menu is your Twist and & Stout, and I'm looking forward to it. You said this is a coffee-infused stout. What else can you tell me about this beer?
1: So it's an oatmeal stout. That's the base of the beer. Mm-hmm. It's only 3.9 ABV, so it's a very easy drinking beer. Okay. And some people are already telling me this is a perfect brunch beer. I don't know where they work, but okay. Um, so 3.9%, and then it's infused with coffee that we got from Twisted Crowns which is a local coffee shop on the East side of Madison on Goddash Grove Road. Uh, They provided the coffee. We give them one quarter of a barrel for them to pour at their store. Oh, very fun, And that's kind of the handshake that we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, My take on putting coffee in, and as a home brewer, I've tried all different ways. Um, For me, the sweet touch is to do one barrel of uh, coffee beans, sorry, one pound of coffee beans per barrel of beer. So in my situation, three barrel brew system, I use three pounds of coffee. I only put it in for 24 hours. Then I pull the coffee out, and that's all I do with it. Okay. And then you get the full coffee aroma. You get the cool, full coffee flavor. You don't get any off flavors. Right. Sometimes when you let it sit too long or when you use hot coffee in beer, you get that cream pepper, bell pepper kind of flavor to it. With coffee grounds, I've, I've experienced that it's very hard to get the coffee grounds out of the beer, and right. I don't want my patrons to drink a beer and then be spitting around because they got <laughs> coffee grounds in their mouth. Sure. Uh, Cold-pressed coffee works pretty well, but I just found if you're already working with the beans itself just put them in there. Okay. Uh, the lighter roast, the better it works in my opinion.
0: Okay. What do you get when you use a darker roast? What are some of You get
1: more roast? of the burnt burnt smell to it. Uh, and this yes, really gets okay. you to the full coffee aroma mm. and flavor of it.
0: Okay. And I would agree on the aroma here. When I take my first uh, smell, it's, it's very coffee-forward. Like mm. There's definitely some kind of coffee component in this oh, beer. Absolutely, absolutely. But I also get some very pleasant, you know, vanilla and like earthy tones. And I, I don't know if that's coming from the, you said it's an oatmeal backbone on this beer. O- so.
1: Oatmeal backbone. There's mm-hmm. quite some chocolate malt in there too. Yeah, um, definitely like a dark chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Proximity malts in Milwaukee. Um, I've used their dark chocolate malt on here. It's a great malt. It's one of the best chocolate malts I've ever had. Okay. And I just love using it, and especially in beers like this.
0: Awesome. Well, I, I'm going to get into my first sip here. Oh, wow. One more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not even a coffee guy, but I love when beer like the coffee and beer combination and this is an absolute delight <laughs> thank you thank you um i i don't know i said the the cream ale the lake loop that we had had that silky creamy mouth feel but this is like even more creamy it just kind of rolls back on the tongue um it's it's coffee through and through so i don't know if you're not like i said i'm not a coffee drinker normally but if you're not a coffee beer person you may this may not be for you because it is coffee throughout the entire palate but it kind of just blends and molds like this sweet earthy flavor to a little bit of a roasted bitter tone on the end and it's just all tied so nicely in a neat little package in my glass and I, this is fantastic
1: if, if you go to our place on friday 19 drink a few beers and you wake up saturday morning you're like oof that was way too hard just come in at noon have one of those <laughs> you're good to go again
0: absolutely this is a I, yeah good breakfast beer here for sure <laughs> yeah well thank you so much uh i think that wraps up the flight here and was there anything else? I know you mentioned earlier in the podcast about the uh, pineapple pepper beer that's, you know, hopefully soon to release here. Probably will be on tap by the time the episode is out. What Do you want anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, so
1: I just um, got that beer. It's it's um, basically, like I said, a German Kose. I used the same yeast that I used for Berliner wise. So it has that nice little sourness to it. Okay. Then the sea salt and the coriander in the, in, the, in the beer itself to make it a German Kose. But then that pineapple that I put in there, it's just popping with pineapple so when you smell it it's all pineapple on the nose Mm -hmm. and then you take a sip and you're like hey there's no spiciness at all and then ting there it is just when when you when you swallow it it just get a little ting okay doesn't linger you take another sip and of course i'm expecting you to drink a few gallons because that's how it goes
0: (laughs) well i'm looking forward to trying it myself when it's ready and with the i think our audience at home would be really interested with you know any kind there's a lot of popularity in fruit forward beers these days how did you go about the addition of the pineapple for this beer
1: so in this case i used the pineapple extract okay Mm uh with the first version the plum that was puree and i'm kind of just shopping around for what can be done so the next version which i'm thinking might be late summer uh, early fall there might be a cherry version and again with the scorpion pepper um so it's a uh, botanical garden really close to us. Oh, yeah. It's
0: literally just down the road. Exactly. Yeah. We, we've done
1: some... We already did one collaboration with them. It's the Calamondil Il, which is a beer with Calamondin, uh, which is a Chinese fruit. Okay. Kind of like a clementine. Very very pungent. Sure. Uh, so we did a beer with them, but they are also growing as we speak peppers for me, so I can keep making the sweet heat. Oh, it's so but cool. that's kind of the handshake. And again, it's community. Mm-hmm. They they get benefit out of it. Their name, uh, we we give them some money for every pint that we sell, yeah. and it's just that's how it
0: works. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's fantastic. So, all that I really appreciate the insight that you had on the couple of beers we featured here. Looking forward to the beers to come in the future, and uh, let's get on to the closing remarks for our show. Okay. Perfect. All right, beer fans. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you again for stopping in on the listen, and thank you to Peter for having me here in the tap room. Thank you to the Starkweather staff for getting this place off the ground and giving serving up some really tasty beers to the public. Um, Peter, where could we find your beers out in the wild? Is there any you know future plans for distribution as you kind of continue to grow your brewery and your your business?
1: so we again we are a three barrel system. so we try to serve as much as we can here i don't yeah. want to get into the distribution network as of yet we might start doing some of our own distribution okay. um, we are planning on filling 12 oh, sorry 60 ounce cans in the near future that we will have in the fridge here so if people come in and they want to take some home not absolutely sure. yeah we do the 32 ounce crawlers and when i say it i mean it with the z for crawlers and not <laughs> crawlers because for me it sounds the same. Um, <laughs> And we, we have a few places here in Madison. So um, Chris Welch at Trixie's and he own, also owns uh, Crawlers to Coco. We mm. have two beers there now, I believe. Okay. We're going to have something at Barley Pop in the near future. Carves Beer Bar at the West Side will serve some of our beers.
0: Excellent. So
1: there, there will be different locations here in Madison that will be serving our beers.
0: Okay. Well, perfect. I look forward to seeing them. One, I look forward to coming back to the tap room here and having them you know, as, as clean and as fresh as it can be but i look forward to seeing it in other places around town and all that and, and, and folks i'm sold like this place has been excellent the beers tonight that i had have been fantastic please if you're coming through madison or if you're a local madisonian stop at starkweather brewery maybe on a tuesday say hi to peter have a chat with them have a couple beers and just have a good time um, and as always if you want to follow along like i said there's a lot of fun things coming up for the podcast this summer follow my instagram give me a like or follow subscribe write me a review on your favorite uh, podcast listening source if you want to reach out for any ideas or anything like that buzz with at gmail.com and that wraps things up peter thanks again for joining me today can't wait to get back on the mic and enjoy a couple more of your beers
1: thank you brian it was my pleasure and i'm glad that you're enjoying
0: the beers perfect cheers beers cheers cheers <laughs>